Welcome to ABC, Abergavenny Baptist Church, building faith and friendship. Have you ever wondered if you are really saved? If you are really accepted by God, really forgiven? Perhaps you've you've placed your faith in Jesus, you you come to church, you even call yourself a Christian, but sometimes you wonder, am I really forgiven? Am I really accepted by God? Am I really saved? Is it possible to really know that you are saved? Is it possible to have full assurance? Romans chapter 8 and verse 1 starts with a wonderful affirmation. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is now no condemnation. We can have absolute assurance that we are saved. We can stand before God without any fear and with absolute assurance if we have our faith in Jesus. Now this seems to be a bit of an odd thing for Paul to be saying over here at the beginning of chapter 8. Because if you've just read chapter 7... And if we just turn back to chapter 7 and we read in verse 15, Paul says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate, I do. In other words, what Paul is saying is I have good intentions. I want to please God. I want to obey God's law, the Ten Commandments. I've got good intentions, but yet, I do the very opposite. I do the very things that I don't want to do. I am unable to do the good that I want to do. Why is Paul unable to do the good that he wants to do? If we go down to verse 22 of chapter 7... Paul writes, for in my inner being, I delight in God's law. I have good intentions. But I see another law at work in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner to the law of sin. That's the power of sin at work within my members. Simply put, what Paul is saying is that he has a sinful nature that is holding him captive to sin. So even though he has good intentions of doing good, he is held captive to sin by the sinful nature. And therefore he concludes in verse 24, What a wretched man am I! Who will rescue me from this body of death? And that's how he ends chapter 7. So when you get to chapter 8, you would expect him to say, I'm condemned! I'm completely condemned! 
But rather, when he gets to chapter 8, he says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. What does it mean to be in Christ Jesus? It means that you have placed your faith in Jesus. Now, faith isn't merely giving intellectual agreement to a set of Christian teachings. Faith is putting your trust in Jesus. It's following Jesus. And when you put your faith in Jesus, there is no condemnation for us. So how can we be assured that we are saved, that we are accepted by God, that we are forgiven? Well, firstly, we can be assured that our sin has been dealt with, that our sin has been forgiven. We read in verse 3 of chapter 8, Paul writes, For what the law was powerless to do, in that it was weakened by the sinful nature. Now the law he's referring to is the Ten Commandments, and the Ten Commandments were given to set us free from sin. But they were unable. It was unable to do that. It was powerless to do that. Not because there was something wrong with the law, but because of our sinful nature. So Paul writes in verse 3, For what the law was powerless to do, in that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so He condemned sin in sinful man. So in other words, because of our addiction to sin, and because of the fact that the the law is powerless to set us free from this addiction to sin, God, God himself comes to earth in Jesus. And God takes all our sin upon himself. And on the cross, God condemns sin. He executes sin. He destroys sin. Therefore, we can stand before God, and when God looks at us, He doesn't see our sin. Because Jesus has taken our sin upon Himself and has destroyed it on the cross. Therefore, we can stand before God without any fear, of condemnation. And we can be assured that our sins have been forgiven. Well, you might be thinking to yourself, well, that's okay for you to say, but you don't know my past. You don't know the things I've done. You don't know the mistakes I have made. I'm not sure if my sin has been forgiven. 
Well, if you're thinking that, this is what you're actually saying. You're actually saying that God coming to earth in Jesus and dying for you wasn't adequate for your sin. I think when we see it from that perspective, we realize that what Jesus did on the cross was adequate to deal with all sin, even yours. So when we place our faith in Jesus, does that mean that we no longer struggle with sin? Sometimes it's the complete opposite. You see, when we put our faith in Jesus, we receive the Holy Spirit. We read about this in in, in verse 12 of chapter 8, verse 12. Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation, but it's not to the sinful nature to live according to it, for if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But... If by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. See, when you put your faith in Jesus, you receive the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit starts leading you and prompting you in how you should live. And therefore, as a Christian, there is this internal battle within us, between our old sinful nature and the prompting and the leading of the Holy Spirit. So you might be thinking, well, I'm struggling with sin. I've got, I struggle with sin in my life, therefore I can't be a Christian. Actually, it could be the complete reverse. The sure fact that you are aware of the sin in your life and you are struggling against it could be a very sign that God's Holy Spirit is working in your life. Bringing your sin to mind and encouraging you to overcome it. But this also has to be balanced with the fact that as a Christian, we have an obligation. An obligation not to live according to our sinful nature, but an obligation to live according to the Spirit. You see, when we receive the Holy Spirit, it leads us, it empowers us, and it enables us to live the way God wants us to live. To become like Jesus. To develop the characteristics of Jesus in our life. These are often referred to as the fruits of the Spirit. And when we look back over our life, we can be assured that we are saved, that we are forgiven, that we are accepted by God, because when we look back over our life, we will see the fruits of the Spirit in our life. Love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. A couple of points. 
This does not mean that if you are not perfect, you're not a Christian. No one is perfect. But as we look back at our life over time, we will see more and more of the fruits of the Spirit becoming more and more evident in our life. We will slowly start becoming more forgiving, more generous, more patient, and so on. The other thing we will recognize is that it was not by our hard work that we have developed these fruits, but rather it's been the result of God's grace and God's Spirit working in our lives that has brought about this transformation. You see, we don't produce the the fruits of the Spirit in order to earn God's acceptance, It's the result that God has already accepted us and has graciously given us the Holy Spirit that we start to produce the fruits of the Spirit. So are you unsure about whether you're saved? Whether you've really been accepted by God and forgiven? Well, if so, examine your life? Are you positively struggling against sin in your life? Are you producing the fruits of the Spirit in your life and are they becoming more evident over time, that you're seeing them developing more and more? There's another way that we can be sure that we are saved. And that's that the Holy Spirit witnesses with our spirit. We read in verse 14, sorry, verse 15. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. When we receive the Holy Spirit, we become the children of God. And the Holy Spirit brings this inner witness, this inner peace, this this intimate presence of God. Therefore, we no longer have a spirit of fear, but we come before God and we call Him Abba Father. That was a a very intimate term, an intimate Aramaic term for God. And it's the very term that that Jesus uses to address God. You see, it's the Holy Spirit that witnesses with our spirit that we are God's children. I can remember the first time I decided to to follow Jesus, to put my faith in Jesus. There was something within me that said, yes, yes, this is the right thing to do. It was as if the Spirit of God was witnessing with my spirit that this was the right thing to do. And there have been many other times in my life when I've experienced this, this inner peace, 
This intimate presence of God within my life, even when life has been very difficult. And Christians will often go through hardships and will go through difficult times. And it's during those difficult times that the Holy Spirit brings that inner peace and that intimate presence of God to us that assures us that we are God's children. So do you have this full assurance that you're saved, that you're accepted by God, that you're forgiven? For if you place your faith in Jesus, you can be completely assured. For Jesus has taken your sin upon himself and he has destroyed our sin on the cross. Therefore, we can stand before God with complete assurance. Does this mean that we won't struggle with sin? No. We're all human and we live in a broken world. But the sure fact that we we recognize sin in our life and we struggle against it is a sign that God is working within our life by His Holy Spirit and over time we'll be able to look back at our life and we'll be able to see how God has been producing the fruits of the Spirit in our life in ever-increasing measure. But ultimately, is that inner witness of the Holy Spirit that testifies with our spirit, that brings that intimate presence of God, that peace of God to us, and assures us that we are the children of God. That we're saved. That we're forgiven. And that God accepts us. Do you have this full assurance? Do you want to have this full assurance? If you don't have it and you want to have it, then do come and speak to me or any of the deacons. And we would love to pray with you because God wants you to experience that full assurance. God wants you to know that you are His children. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, We thank you that you love us so much that you came to us in Jesus. That you took our sins upon yourself and that you destroyed them on the cross. Because you love us, because you want a relationship with us, And because you have plans and purposes for our life. Father, we thank you that we can stand before you assured that we are forgiven. That we can be restored to a right relationship with you because of Jesus.
And Father, won't you move amongst us now by your Holy Spirit? Won't you allow your Holy Spirit to witness with our spirit that you love us and that you call us your children? Move amongst us now by your Spirit, we pray. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen.